0: Welcome to the Springs in the Desert podcast. We're so happy that you're here with us. We're those friends that you can take with you wherever you are on the path of infertility.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Springs in the Desert podcast. We're so glad you're here. It's an honor to walk with you wherever you are on the path of infertility. I'm Jillian from the Springs in the Desert team, your host for today's episode. And joining me today uh, is Anne and Cassandra from Springs in the Desert. Uh, today, we uh, just wanted to come with you talking about the new year and what that looks like in a season of infertility. Maybe what the secular world might be doing and how uh, how we can bring that into a, uh, the life of, of our spiritual uh, crosses and, and our joys. Uh, so I wanted to start today by talking about some of the, the stats about who makes New Year's resolutions? How long do we keep them? (laughs) Why do we make them? Uh, So, Anne, do you have a couple stats you could share with us?
0: Why, yes, Jillian, because as a well-known statistician, not at all because I'm terrible (laughs) at math and data, but I did, um, I was interested in the whole New Year's resolution thing. Um, So I I looked up the current stats and um, it looks like 38.5% of U.S. adults set a New Year's resolution and 70% of those are somehow related to health. So losing weight, quitting smoking, exercising, things like that. 9% successfully keep those resolutions and 23% of them quit by the end of the first week. (laughs) <laughs> so, I mean, I think that wasn't really shocking to me, but when you when you like look at those numbers and you see the intentions that people start off with and how it goes south really quickly. I do want to put my own statistic in there for myself. I am at 100% Woohoo. because I do not make New Year's resolutions. Good for so, you and yeah. you do so you. I, that's right. So I I'm, I'm at a I'm I'm doing really well so far.
2: <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> I wonder what the stats are on lent on mm-hmm. Lent and resolutions, but I feel like they're like I don't know. Obviously a New Year's resolution is secular, right? right. So it's with right. Lent there's like that extra obligation that makes it so that you have to do it, you know, yeah, but shorter. I wonder, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Easter, the, the joy of Easter is closer <laughs> to the, the suffering <laughs> that you endure.
0: Well, you know, another interesting statistic I saw was that 43% of those people who give their resolutions already expect to give up on their goals by February. So number one, mm. like you're starting off with, okay, I'm making this resolution, but Clearly I'm gonna fail. And number two, they expect to give up by February. So maybe they're thinking about Lent, and you know, well, you know what? It's okay because Lent's gonna come around, and then that's that's
2: when I'll really kind of do <laughs> but they're whatever. just punishing themselves for the Christmas cookies. <laughs> I was just like <laughs> ready for Lent already. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. Those um, are some interesting Some interesting stats.
0: Yeah, you know, I think, I mean, it's kind of funny to look at New Year's resolutions. And I mean, everybody really makes jokes about them. A lot of people are very serious about them. And obviously, I mean, there are 9% of people out there. I've never met them, but they make those resolutions and hold to them, right? Which is fantastic. But I mean, I think the whole New Year's resolution thing kind of becomes a little bit of a joke because You know, so many of us make them, and um, we kind of laugh about how, oh, I'll probably give up on it before too long. But what I thought was really interesting and kind of a more serious point is that they listed some reasons for why people give up, and it's lacking motivation lacking willpower and that they slip up. So they might, you know, I make this resolution to go to the gym and I already in the first week, maybe I missed a day or two. And then you think to yourself, well, I already messed up. So what's the point of even continuing? And when I saw that, I just related it so much to kind of the Christian life, the Christian walk. I related it in a way to at least my approach to infertility and treatment and all of that stuff in prayer, um, and all of those things surrounding infertility and then just generally in, in the Christian life. Um, so yeah, I, I I thought that that was really interesting. I wonder what you guys kind of think about that. Am I totally off base by relating that to, uh, to the Christian walk. I don't know what you guys think.
2: No, I think that God in his wisdom and, you know, in the church in her wisdom, they give us these opportunities to begin again, like you're saying, because God knows that we're human, you know? And so we have the year right? But we also have the liturgical seasons. And even every week, that's like a mini, you know, every Friday is a mini Lent. And, you know, every Sunday, we come together and celebrate the resurrection. I mean, every Sunday, not just Easter Sunday. So we always have these opportunities to begin again, because God knows that we're human, and we fall down all the time. Um, And just praise God also for the sacrament of confession, you know, and you don't have to wait for any liturgical or um, calendar date opportunity to take advantage of the sacrament when that's really, you know, uh, the place that we do go to begin again, no matter when it is.
1: Yeah, Cassandra, I really relate to that. I was thinking about specifically the sacrament of confession and a lot of conversations that I've had with friends and uh, people in parish life that I I think they get discouraged sometimes from going to confession because they know that inevitably they'll fall into some sort of sin again. And so they I think they talk themselves out of receiving that grace and that mercy. And I think that uh, that's one of the reasons that I I'm not necessarily a New Year's resolution person, but I am a goal-oriented person. And so my husband and I like to create Uh, goals for each month rather than the whole year because yeah I I think the whole year can be pretty daunting and who knows what's going to happen throughout the year Uh, but it it kind of gives us encouragement that even if we don't do something perfectly for one month we have kind of a goal for our family and a goal for kind of where we want to be at the end of the month and what we're working on spiritually and emotionally and physically uh, while also receiving the graces of the sacraments and encouraging us because inevitably we will we will fail we'll miss a day or two at the gym, we'll miss uh, yeah the something that we've we've uh, started, but it kind of gives us a smaller increment to work with. Um, but i I think that's so true the the sacraments the Christian life is not one of perfection you know on earth anyways. you know we're striving for that, but we can't necessarily reach that. So I yeah, I really appreciate that point. Um, I am wondering, though, if any of you have heard of for those of our listeners who do resolutions, if you have heard of any um, just beautiful examples, maybe of spiritual kind of resolutions uh, for for the new year.
0: Well, I have one that I saw on Instagram. And I don't remember who um, who it was, but she posted about uh, this little program that she did last year, and she's doing it again this year, which is to read the Bible, the whole Bible, in a year. And, you know, I've thought about that before, and that seems really daunting. Like you were just saying, Jillian, when you just kind of put some big, grand thing in front of yourself— even if you have the best of intentions, it's too much. It's, it's really overwhelming. And so um, I thought that this was a great plan because it, it gives you day by day the readings. There's a, an Old Testament reading, the, a psalm, and the New Testament reading. And um, so I started doing that. So far, I'm, I'm doing it every day, and I really enjoy it. You know, one of the things that I love is to pray the psalms, and I do that during different uh, liturgical seasons like Lent, uh, we just had a group from the Springs in the Desert community pray the Psalms um, during Advent. I love, th- I love that. I love the Psalms. So, but I don't do that throughout the whole entire year. So I thought, well, this is a great way to just immerse myself in Scripture. And if I have a guide, like if I just started from Genesis one and kept going, I think I'd probably. <laughs> lose steam after a while. So, if I think if if you can find something some kind of a guide to help you along, I think that that's really helpful. It's like when you go to the gym or maybe you make a resolution about your diet. If you have someone, like if you have a buddy to do it with, it always just kind of makes it a lot easier. And you know, that's related kind of to when I saw those reasons for giving up on a resolution like that's what really um, made me think about the Christian life and about the struggle with infertility because like it's all me centered right like I don't have the motivation I don't have the willpower I failed you know with a slip up and uh, I do that so often I put everything on myself and I, I might kind of check in with God once in a while (laughs) like hey things are going terribly help (laughs) but you know it it ends up that like I'm trying to do it all on my own anyway and I don't really turn everything over to him
1: and I love that point about having a buddy I yeah that accountability and that partnership and accompaniment uh that uh, with someone um And uh, yeah, Cassandra, I'm curious if you can think of just one or two people, you know, in your life that are currently walking with you through that you, you know, go to for um, accompaniment and, and just, you know, partnership that kind of encourage you and hold your hand while you're going through new things, hard things, helpful things, exciting things.
2: Well, it's always my husband, you know, and our marriage has been you know, every marriage is unique. Ours has been a little weird, especially in the like the the context of all of, you know, my friends and, you know, my sister who is married, who get married and have stayed basically in the community, you know, not too far away from home. But my husband and I were living overseas and now, you know, we're hours away from family. So it's kind of felt like it's just kind of us. Um, so... He's the one, you know, that I am walking with, you know, in marriage and in life on on these things, you know. But what we're trying to do right now, and it didn't really start as a New Year's thing, but just as like a a we need to do this thing, um, is that we are doing our monk manuals again. So I don't know if you guys have heard of the monk manual. I always love to give them a shout out because. Uh, Steve who founded the company Was really good to us when I was sick And he he sent us a couple And anyway um, It really helped me When I was going through chemo To kind of give form And order to my days That were not Formed or ordered at all Because um, I wasn't working I was just kind of sick And laying around And like knitting and resting I guess you know but that's hard on a day-to-day. But even now when like I'm working and i working, it feels like working too much. Like you still need to keep sight of what is important in life. Like what's the thing I must do tomorrow? Otherwise it it might as well, you know, not, not like it doesn't going to count, but it's like, I need to call someone like this is my number one thing to do today. I really need to call someone to thank them for sending me a card and I haven't done it yet. I just don't know why. So it's sometimes it's, it's a way of being accountable to yourself. You know what I mean? And it really makes a difference to write it down. So it doesn't have to be the monk manual, but any kind of planner, if this is something you struggle with, you know, Um, (laughs) and there are a lot of Catholic options out there. Um, that I've seen floating around probably for the new year, Um, that it does really help, you know, to set these goals on a daily basis, on a monthly basis, and then on the yearly basis, too, you know. But it's important not to get discouraged. And I think this is part of the point, you know, that you guys were making before with everyone, they mess up one time, and they're like, whatever, it's not worth it. My resolution's already broken. Um, But God knows that when we fall down, we need to begin again, you know? And like I said before, the church giving us these opportunities. So, you know, just begin again. It's okay. And it's still worth doing whatever it was you set out to do.
1: Yes, that's, wow, I really resonate with everything that you were saying there. Something that really struck me about what you said though, that I'd like to hear a little bit more from both of you about actually is that idea of form and order of putting that to your day. And I, I would guess maybe I would venture to say that that's the reason that new year's resolutions are so attractive to the human heart, because we want order and we want to reach goals, but that's just our innate desire for perfection and to be like God. And, you know, what you were saying, how in Lent, you know, we, we have 40 days, but we have a mini Lent every Friday that when God redeemed humanity, he also redeemed time, you know, every day. And so we get to, we have these beautiful prayers that are part of the church that many communities pray at various hours of the day, various days of the week. And so I'm really curious if there's something maybe uh, some sort of prayer or activity, a spiritual exercise that you do, maybe each day or on a certain day of the week, that is sort of like a a mini, you know, resolution, it's a new beginning, maybe each day, or, like I said, um, each week. So is there, yeah, is there a prayer or something that uh, has really helped you in your spiritual life, kind of get that form and order?
2: So my husband, and I do daily rosary, or, you know, we try, that's the goal, Right. A lot of times if we miss one, I'm like, well, we'll pray to you tomorrow and then like we usually do. But it's interesting how I'm very like routine based. Like I need a routine, but I also lack discipline, which um the two like don't really go great together. Jillian's laughing, but she's on mute. Anyway. Um <laughs> Uh so it's like if you miss it, it's like, oh like I'm off, like I'm not doing well. I need You know, I literally wrote down yesterday, I'm going to, we're going to eat dinner at this time. We're going to pray at this time. We're going to be in bed at this time. And we're going to be like sleeping at this time, you know? So we'll (laughs) see if that happens. Anyway, Daily Rosary is one. But something that makes me laugh because it goes back to what Anne was talking about before is because I'm 33, I'm listening to the Bible in a year podcast. So I started on my birthday which is June 24th. So I don't know if y'all know when your half birthday is, but my half birthday happens to be Christmas Eve. Um, so that's how I know I'm like a month behind the schedule. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you just, you know, listen to it. like to the, It's like, I really want to finish it. Like I want to finish it by like my 34th birthday. We'll see if that happens. But those are the two things I'm like trying to do right now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was really resonating with both of uh, what both of you were saying about that order because I can tend to get a little bit scattered. And I'm also someone, just like in terms of doing work or projects or whatever, I'm like, I'm a, I guess I sort of do things in spurts, like I get these bursts of energy. And so, for example, if I have to give a talk or if I have to write something, I mean, even if it's like six months in advance, like I can't start now like I'm not I it's almost like I need that energy of like oh my gosh it's due next week um so the I mean that's fraught with some danger too but um so but yeah I think we are, I mean, yeah, we're, we're sort of built for order, right? In the beginning, there was chaos, and God brought it into order. And then, of course, sin threw everything out of balance. And what does God do? He restores order. He sends Jesus to, to restore order. So I think that is really important. It's important to create routines, especially spiritual routines and pray but i go back again to those reasons for giving up that lack of motivation or willpower slip up if we if we are so married to the order and the perfection and put it all on ourselves we are going to fail or else we're going to keep chugging along but we're going to be miserable while we do it because we are just sort of gathering all of our own strength so and and i relate this very much to the path of of infertility and um, how we can become so just reliant on ourselves or reliant on this routine or this doctor or this treatment. And that doesn't mean to say that we shouldn't do those things that will help to make us healthier and try different interventions. I mean, that's all important. Uh, But but I think we can – see all of that and become very overwhelmed by it and say, I must reach this goal and I must do it. And, and if I don't, um, if I slip up, if I didn't chart this month, or if I ate something that was off of the diet that I'm following, it's my fault. I, you know, I ruined it. Um, and we leave very little space there for God to come in and, and be with us and carry
1: us and care for us. That is so true. As you were, uh, as you were sharing that, a verse from scripture that came to mind was uh Philippians 4.13, which is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I think that the end of that verse sometimes gets left out of the the human the human heart and our our thought process, uh, the idea uh, that I can do all things. And so we just go. we kind of gun for it and we try to do whatever it is that we you know we have on our mind. But I think perhaps too, some of I know that's it's probably not recorded anywhere that this is the case that maybe someone maybe uh, falls in their New year's resolution is that I'm wondering how many people take those resolutions to prayer, you know, to see what what Christ desires for them, maybe that week or that month or that year, that if we're doing it with him, we can do all things. We can be successful and we can keep to these, uh, you know, these routines or these ideas, these prayer schedules that we we like. And, uh, but it's hard, you know, I think sometimes we just forget to do that, that he has desires for us. And, um, yeah, that just, it reminds me of something my husband and I have done in a few different ways, uh, that we also had just a recommendation from someone in the Springs and the Desert community about keeping a, a prayer journal of some sort. We, <clears throat> when we got married, our guest book was a perpetual calendar. And so we asked people to sign on the date of their birthday or their anniversary or just a, a special day for them oh that's so great and yeah it's it's been beautiful because now we we can remember every day who was at our wedding and then new friends that we've met we add their birthdays and anniversaries to the calendar and then if there's an open date uh we'll pick from a Maybe it's still a wedding card or a Christmas card or a birthday card. And we pray for that person who wrote us a letter or sent us a card. And it's just been so beautiful to keep in mind all these friends and family members that are surrounding us. Or even maybe, maybe they um, aren't living with us, you know, near us anymore. Or, um, you know, someone like our grandparents who have passed away. That we can still lift them all up in prayer. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think even if that's not something that someone has done to keep sort of a prayer journal of a daily intention of someone, you people you want to pray for and kind of fill it out throughout the month or the year, um, or my husband and I, something that we have found a lot of fruit in is picking someone to pray for, for the entire month. When there's, especially people who um, maybe are sharing a heavy cross with us that, we just try to, our daily intention is that person. And it has just brought so much fruit. You know, I think those, those people, because prayer is so real, right? That they feel Jesus closer to them and the people who are walking with them. And uh, it just kind of, it gives us something every day that can be done simply, uh, which is another big thing for me, is to pick simple goals that aren't, I try to, I pick one goal and then it turns into 10. And then I, <laughs> can't accomplish any of them. Yeah. Um, but having something simple, that's also, um, I, I kept in mind what Christ, you know, has asked of me, I think uh, can be really helpful uh, for someone to do all things with Christ uh, who gives, who gives them strength. Um, yeah. I have just, I have really enjoyed this conversation I am just curious if either of you have any final thoughts or just maybe some encouragement to our listeners about something that, you know, if they're, if they're struggling with their new year's resolution, or maybe they just want to find something to kind of begin again today, um, what might you encourage them, Anne?
0: Yeah, I was thinking about, uh, what you said earlier, Jillian, about this, those sort of slip ups and, and perfection and, you know, we don't have to be perfect, Um, and I think oftentimes, yeah, perfection is what really, (laughs) really can kill us because we, we feel like we've got to live up to this ideal, uh, that is almost impossible to do. But I, when you said that, I recalled, uh, the verse from Matthew five, um, I should have my glasses on 48. And Jesus says, so be perfect, just as your heavenly father is perfect. And I think we can read that and be like, oh, well, okay, forget everything you just said, Jillian, like, I'm supposed to be perfect. That's what God asks of me. But we forget that Jesus also says that these things are impossible for men, for us, for humans but that all things are possible with God. So he's not saying like, okay, Anne, like be perfect. And I'm keeping track up, up in the big book. Um, what he's saying is that we need to strive not for perfection, like in a human sense, like that we get these accomplishments or we meet these specific goals, but that we grow in love, in faith, in hope, in closeness with him, in, in good relationships with our husband, with our family, uh, in those kinds of things. And that we cannot do that on our own. That's why he says it's impossible for people to do, but it's possible with me. So again, going back to this idea that it's not, it's not all on us. Um, but, but like lay it out to the Lord, let him carry you and help you. And, and if you mess up, um, that's okay. He, he doesn't just throw you away. Uh, he says, all right, just like with Peter, right? Peter thinks he can do it. He goes out and walks on the water. He's like, yeah, here I am. I'm doing it. And then what happens? He realizes, oh my gosh, I'm doing it. And then he sinks and Jesus doesn't look at him and say, you big dummy, <laughs> thinking you could do it all on your own. What's what's the matter with you? He stretches out his hand and picks him up. And that's mm-hmm. what Jesus does for us every day. I guess the question is whether or not we raise up our hand to him and let him pull us up.
1: Oh, amen. I love that image. I'm definitely going to be praying with that yeah. uh, after this, um, just to yeah, bring those desires to the Lord, pray with him. And when I fall, yeah, to reach back up. That's that's beautiful. Amen. Well, listeners, we hope uh, this conversation has been encouraging. It's certainly been encouraging for me. We thank you so much for tuning in. And we look forward to seeing you next time on the Springs in the Desert podcast. God bless you.
0: Thank you so much for joining us for this Springs in the Desert podcast episode. If you have a minute, please rate and review us so that we can reach more listeners. Check out our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram and go to our website, springsinthedesert.org, where you can sign up for our newsletter and hear about more things that we have going on. Most importantly, remember that God loves you so much and so do we.